Hear that. 10, 10 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And I think it's gonna be a weird, weird time Till weird faith brings me round again to find I'm the weirdo, they think I am at home Oh no, no, no I'm a weird faith man Weird faith man Burning out his fuse out here alone All right, yeah you thought you were going to get away without... Yeah, just, Scott just jumped. He's gained confidence. He did better summer. than me, too. Yeah. I forgot to pull it up, and I was messing all the words up. Well, I was practicing started counting. This. I'm like, why is he counting? Oh, I, I forgot we already agreed to do that. All day, and I missed all the weird words. Scott's been working on his voice in the off-season, trying to get that ready. I uh, yeah. went to a Taylor Swift concert, and I realized yes. I could do it, you too. You do it. Oh, we all can do it. Anyone can do it. Right? Anyone can do it. Yep. Yeah, so uh, oh, we're talking about aliens. I got a nice little uh, joke for you. Why don't aliens visit our solar system? We're not very welcoming. I don't know. It's just a fact. They read the reviews, and it's only one star. <laughs> oh, 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 look at there. Oh, yeah. Man, look at Josh. All right, all ready to talk about aliens. Uh, <laughs> it's not a Weird Faith episode unless Josh has a costume on. And that's most of his life. He just walks into our office sometimes in Spider-Man and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's a, it's a fun time. Yeah, we're going to talk about next some iconic aliens. There's been a lot of aliens in media over you know the last hundred years or so. Movies, uh, there's also shows, cartoons, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but before we go on, do you want to share? Yeah, because I wanted to read this earlier because it made me laugh. It was top 10 fun facts for kids regarding ufos okay so share this with your kids at bedtime if you want this number four number five made me laugh number four the most popular explanation for ufo sightings is natural phenomena right there's a fun fact like no one already thought yeah. that was a really really but number five gets better the most popular theory that they're alien visitors that they are from other plants and galaxies so somebody thought here's make an article of the top 10 most interesting things about Aliens and UFO, UFOs, and they put the most obvious things it's on there. It's either really aliens or it's not aliens at all. Yeah, I, oh, no, <laughs> no, seriously, I was even reading earlier that like scholars and like researchers want to drop the stigma because they said we believe there's only two categories: the believer and the one who thinks everyone else is insane. Sure. And the, they're trying to be here in the middle, trying to rationalize things and justify things, and they can't do it, and they're being made fun of by one side and harassed on the other side. Mm -hmm. So. Let's drop the stigma, at least. Let's be nice to those who believe. Let's be nice to those who think we're all nuts. Right. I don't know where I stand. Maybe this next, however long this live stream goes, maybe we'll change my mind. Like one yeah. thing I've Looking at him, myself, I can be convinced of anything. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me, give me some good reasons, or maybe some not even so good reasons. I might jump on the bandwagon. All right, let's see what we got here. Josh's first famous, iconic Alien, ready? Yes. And Look at him. There he there is, he Marvin is. the Martian. That's my favorite name for aliens. It's Martian. Marvin. Marvin. Yeah, oh, Marvin. Marvin. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Marvin old is a name. Can't beat old Marv. Marvin the Martian. We had to kick things off with Marvin because Marvin the Martian is the goat. The first alien <laughs> I ever saw on a screen, and to this day, he's the face of aliens for me. 
couple facts about Marvin. He made his debut on screen in 1948. Mm-hmm. Can you believe it? it was that long ago? Man, I remember That's the crazy. Day. Yeah, 1948, <laughs> often clashing with Bugs Bunny in the world of Looney Tunes. He's known for his distinct voice and the phrase, I'm going to do my best here. Where's the kaboom? There was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. <laughs> I think I was okay. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. I remember my dad using that line a lot growing up, and I just thought mm. it was the funniest thing ever. I think that's probably why I like Marvin so much. And your dad. Um, yeah. And, eh. <laughs> just kidding, Dad. You're awesome. Um, he also refereed the greatest basketball game of yes. all time. Right? And inspired the oh, Marvin man. the Martian Air Jordan 7s. Mm. Yeah. Really? Referee. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen those. Yeah, really? Oh. Awesome. So I worked at a Hibbit Sports and we always had those in stock. The Marvin one of them? 7s. Oh, no. We just always had them. Huh. Like, it was kind of, I think it's kind of like for sneaker collectors, like mm. more of an iconic shoe. Wow. Um, but yeah, refereed the game in Space Jam. Uh, I thought about this, and maybe they say that's something about it in the movie, but it makes sense because he would be kind of neutral. <laughs> right. Right, with the Looney Tune characters and also the Aliens. The Monstars. Yeah. Hey, if so. you were the Monstars and you had to choose one current NBA player to choose their powers and take their powers, who would you choose? Wait, so, all right, so we're building a new Monstar out of a current NBA player? Yeah, who would player? you pick? It's, so the most otherworldly basketball player right now i think is steph curry okay because it's so different okay and see but I, if i think about building a monster though i feel like it has to be somebody just like freakishly what? don't you remember it was mom yeah no yeah, I, right, yeah. Well, that's why i'm asking because if you go back and watch the movie you got charles barkley mugsy bugs Sean Bradley. Sean Bradley, yeah. I, he might have been out of the league. He was like, year. he may have been, yeah. <laughs> he was 7'6 and terrible. And then who else? Charles so Charles Barkley, Bugs. Who, is that? who am I missing? Uh, I remembered Bugs. Was it Patrick and, Ewing? And oh, yeah, yeah, it is Patrick yeah. Ewing. Mm-hmm. Um, Iconic yes. forehead right there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd have to go with somebody like Joel Embiid. Just yeah, like, yeah. That'd be pretty good. Like huge. Big guy like, like that, it's yeah. easy to turn somebody like that into a monster because he might already be one. Yeah. yeah. All right, so my iconic ones uh, is a group, and here they are from the famous movie hey. Toy Story. You recognize these resident aliens from the amazing restaurant that we know as Pizza Planet. Mm. Uh, these aliens, fun fact, and they you know they're known to worship what the claw, the, the claw, the voice of that moment when they all say the claw in the unison is was actually the current CEO of Pixar at the time on helium. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That's, that's how they got awesome. the voice. I'm not sure if he did the voice all the time or it was say, just that just that one time. It changes. It becomes more normal. It becomes more normal. The movies where, where they yeah. talk a little bit more. But just that opening scene when you meet them. You saved our lives. We're eternally grateful. <laughs> uh, also, in my research of just finding out stuff about, do you know that Buzz Lightyear's original name was Lunar Larry? Hmm. He was going to be named Lunar Larry. Yeah, it's terrible. I, Honestly, I don't hate it. Really? It's, it's not as good as you Buzz Lightyear. You of anything. Uh, yeah. I, I, they probably I hated had it. some kind of a They said that they, they realized it did not, it sounded too wacky and did not sound like a hot shot space trooper. Yeah. Yeah. Buzz. We all agree. Well, you got a Buzz Aldrin. They named it after Buzz yeah, Aldrin. You got a built in right there. Them, it is so. better than Neil, too. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Lightyear. Uh, so we got some really good comments here. Uh, Melissa Brooker said Marvin is her husband's favorite. Uh, then also, we're probably going to make some people mad on this list because we've already got some people shouting out ET. Uh, so you're you're going to be upset. Uh, we'll Mike, come back to that. 
We will. Mike Koreski said Zion feels monster worthy, monster oh, yeah. worthy. But he's uh, always hurt. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that would help. <laughs> I, I want to throw this comment out here too. Uh, Mike Mike Wazowski is a close second. I didn't even think about Mike Wazowski. I don't know if he really counts. Is he an though. alien? He's, no, he's, he's a monster, monster. He's who a lives monster. in a parallel universe I on get, Earth. I think Sorry, it's because Marianne. he looks like. He does. What, like, he looks with like the green. There are a lot of people in West Virginia who look like aliens, okay? It's <laughs> not stereotype aliens. Don't stereotype uh, looks. But I do want to give a shout out. <laughs> Mike Wazowski is. is you got to take it off. Awesome. I can't look at you. Yeah, no, I'm making it through the facts. I'm making it through. Uh, Emily said, Josh, I appreciate your dedication to this mask. <laughs> hey, I, I go, I'm going all out on Stan this. said, Lunar Larry is out of this world. There we go. <laughs> I'm Stan. Uh, yeah, but Mike Wazowski, I will give some love. Monsters Inc. is so good. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about. Uh, one more monster. Uh, Noah said that he would choose Harden because of the beard. I think you okay. could do some good beard. Yeah, stuff. you could do some cool be stuff before right after the, the gut. Well, he, yeah, he doesn't even need that. Maybe he doesn't even move. He just lays there, and the beard, <laughs> the does, beard all the does all the work. <laughs> I'll just say like the modern day Bradley would be Victor Wembanyama. Like just get this guy who's seven mm-hmm. foot eight. Yeah, just reach it. Just reach over and do it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Do I have a mo- uh, an alien? Yes, you do. Here we go. All right. Who's my first one? Oh yeah, that's a good one, right? Classic. Stitch from Stitch. Lilo and Stitch. Uh, what is it? Ohana, right? Means, Means family. family. Yeah, I I know that. That's you do, from that movie. Do the Stitch voice real quick. <laughs> I tried to do it earlier. <laughs> My name is Stitch. My name is Stitch. Dude, that was that yeah, was that was really pretty good. good. Even practicing. Like none of us did it good earlier. <laughs> we tried. That, that was this is what you see. You also realize we don't just come in here and do. We actually practice some oh, of this, this stuff is, before. And this takes. Months. We did not practice Josh wearing this mask. That was a nice surprise. Yeah, yeah. that is good. So. Fun fact, I actually, uh, they ran out of alien masks at Party City. So this is a Spider-Man a sp- mask. And okay. I, put, oh, okay. I put green construction paper over That's, it. So I walked in the office job. earlier DIY. while he was making this. I'm like, is he making a Spider-Man mask? Like, now I know. DIY, baby. <laughs> so right. the crazy thing about Stitch is he was like an alien experiment or something like that, right? Because if you six watch... 626? Yeah, you watch yeah. the other movies, there ends up being more Stitches. I think yeah. I don't think it's in the well. No, there's two in the first one, right? No, just the one. Or like a bad one? No, no. But he uh, Stitch has a glitch. Oh, yeah. that's what it is. There's yeah. also one named Leroy, I think. Yeah, I love those. The movies. one movie yeah, where there's like a ton of the aliens. I think it's is the second awesome. one. Yeah, I, I didn't watch one. any of those growing up, and I mostly watched them with Noah when he was little. Yeah, uh, I love those movies. Yeah, they're that's awesome. Good, good stuff. All right, Josh. Back to me. All right, iconic duo: uh, Optimus Prime and Bumblebee. Yeah, Transformers are awesome. Uh, the original cartoons are awesome. The movies with Shia LaBeouf, fantastic. I have not seen the new one, The Rise of the Beasts. Yeah, there's or, like I seven I haven't seen. <laughs> there's a lot of them. What has more movies, that or Fast and Furious? Fast and Furious. Okay. <laughs> but they kind of, almost, it almost feels like it's the same type of. The same trajectory? Yeah. Right? yeah. 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 Uh, but Transformers are iconic. Fun fact, I played in a fantasy baseball league with a guy who did the animated Optimus Prime voice. Um, I... I just landed in this league. Uh, it was a listener league for CBS Sports. And this guy, he did this whole like thing where he did the voice and he was like, all right, fantasy baseball league, let's roll out. <laughs> and it was awesome. That's, That's amazing. amazing. So I feel closer to Optimus Prime because of yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, like and, right and, and those of you that aren't very familiar might say, well, those are robots, but that's not true. Not they true. are aliens. aliens from another planet. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we got a couple comments here of people that we don't have on. Our list, Alf, which was one we talked about a good bit. Uh, he wasn't nostalgic for any yeah, of us. Yeah, a little bit before our time. Probably would have loved him, though. I bet if I went back and watched him. Eight Cats. I love that. I, I remember ha- there was an Alf doll in the McClure house at one mm. point, but I also remember caring about it. Yeah. 
Oh, here's a good one. Uh, Marianne said uh, Monsters versus Aliens. Oh, throwback movie. I forgot about that movie. It's an animated uh, one, right? Yeah, like early yeah. 2000s. Yeah. Maybe I, 2007, I forgot. Noah ended up watching that one a lot. I remember, uh, yeah. There was like a blob dude yeah. and uh, like a jello guy. Uh, and then Yvonne said Grogu and Yoda. We uh, obviously, if we would have just went with Star Wars people, we would have ended up with just Star Wars. Or <laughs> like Grogu's Mar- Marvel, Marvel is Star Wars. Yeah, right? like you can pull a lot from Marvel too. A lot of the lists, if you look it up, so a lot of people put Groot on there. We're trying to like, you know, reach out to our fan bases here, realizing that we do like to talk about superheroes and Star Wars. So we just want to take a break from that tonight. Yeah, and focus on the the yeah. true aliens. Right, uh, <laughs> hey, Mike threw in Superman. We talked about that earlier. I almost put Superman in my list, but I'm actually not that big a Superman fan. Like, right. I just think he's, he's a, a loser. He's a I mean, cheat you, not Superman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> both. We're both losers. Uh, but for the the only difference is I know it. <laughs> Superman doesn't. What's the movie uh, with the alien name O? Uh, Tori was talking about it. Is he, it like a Disney movie? It's the dude from Big Bang Theory voices it. Oh, uh, home. Yeah. Oh. Home. <laughs> home. Yeah, that's right. Maybe called yeah. home. Yeah. yeah. Jim Parsons uh, yeah. is the voice. Uh, yeah. At Tori always says, "I want to go into the out," like when she's putting the dog out. Oh. <laughs> it's like what? That's what he says in the movie. I don't think I've ever actually the seen out. the whole thing. It's a pretty good one. All right. So who's next? Me. So oh. my next one is a movie that maybe you've seen, maybe not. It's a movie called Galaxy Quest. Mm. Uh, but I want to leave this up to you all who are watching. There is someone that the three of us all love dearly in that picture. Can yes. you name the like actor in the father. back back right corner of the screen? Drop plays, it in the comments. He plays the character named Lank, and he's one of the aliens. If you've never seen Galaxy Quest, it's a t- Galaxy Quest was a TV show with Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, and these alien species, it's basically a ripoff of Three Amigos. They come in and say, hey, we want you to come fight our battles. And so these TV actors have to go fight an actual alien race. Mm-hmm. But anyone know who Link is? Let us know in the comments. Oh, right. Ryan Sigmund got it. I there think. you go. Did he get Sig- it? He said Dwight. Yes. But we asked for the actor's name. <laughs> hey, but also, I, did, I don't know if you realized it. You probably did. But uh, the main character is not in that picture you showed. Which is Tim Allen, right? Oh, yeah. Tim yeah, Allen's the right. main character of it. I was wondering it. earlier. You said it's a Tim Allen movie. I put that picture. That first yeah. dude, is, Tim Allen looks different. He looks a little different. That widow's peak. <laughs> yeah. So uh, actually, Alexandria Scott the might have law. gotten it. Yeah. Did but Sigmund it? got it. Yeah. Said we'll give it. All right, Sigmund. Rain Alex. Wilson is the name. Oh, Ryan chimed in. Oh, Jessica chimed in too. <laughs> Did she say Rainy Wilson? Rainy Wilson. Yeah, yeah. I like that better. Oh, Rainy Wilson. Oh, Rainy. There's right, actually, right. I, I found an interview of Rain Wilson based off that movie. There's been like, uh, because it's like a cult classic, mm-hmm. like if you go online, like it's ratings are really good. No, really? People just love it. It's a kind of fun, like uh, Alan Rickman's in it, uh, Professor Snape. Mm. Um, but yeah, he did an interview there. I guess they've been trying to reboot it again, like either make it a TV show and he said the one thing like he would love to be in it, but he's too old to do makeup. <laughs> he said, I don't want to sit in a chair again for two hours getting makeup. So he, he's that's like, what two hours of makeup does. That. Damn. Some great hair. Right. right. Look at that. Two hours of makeup could do wonders for me. Josh, you should rock that Dwight yeah. Harris cut. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, think you I could, could pull it. that off. I think I could yeah. do it. Yeah. All right. Who do I got next? I got here you go. Oh, yeah. So this is the blob. <laughs> and obviously uh, he's creeping up on uh, a young lady there. Uh, this fun fact was filmed at least partially in my hometown of Downingtown, Pennsylvania, in the Downingtown Diner. I've eaten pancakes there. Actually, my church 
growing up was less than a block away from it. And uh, <clears throat> just I don't know that I've ever sat through the whole entire movie. Have you seen any of it? I've never seen yeah, it. Yeah, it's black and white. Originally, they I think they did color it later on, but uh, that's did, I think it was did back you, in the When you watched it in black and white, did you imagine it was red? I or didn't. did you see the no. colorized version? No, I thought it was black. Okay. And I think that would have been. This is kind of like a disturbing color. It does. Yeah. Well, you just look at it. It's right. kind of like mean, a, it's, it's just red jello. It's just like, gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit too much. If you huh. look up other other pictures of it that are is colored, it's equally as dis- disgusting. <laughs> and it just oozes. Yeah. It's very slow. Uh, Sounds like it just me. comes. <laughs> it just comes through the doors and pushes them down and stuff. Yeah. And uh, they scream and stare at it while it just overcomes them <laughs> instead of running away. Interesting. Fun stuff. That's awesome. Uh, so, who's up? Do you I got have the iconic throwback here. All right. Look at this bad boy. Up with uh, yeah, Ooh. the xenomorph. That so, picture's awesome, dude. This so all the ones that I was writing down were like fun ones. I felt like we had to do a scary, creepy real yeah. one. We meant uh, to to from, prepare any kitties uh, yeah, or any pictures from the movie Alien. I felt like it just had to be brought up. Um, that thing is absolutely terrifying. Uh, I didn't bring any fun alien facts. I just felt like that is probably one of the more iconic aliens out there. Uh, It's an older movie. So the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, you know, it'll probably be kind of cheesy, kind of kind of weird. And I was like surprisingly shocked at how terrified I was. What movie has influenced a lot of other things, too? Like Even uh, with one Avengers movie, like the whole plot line of. Uh, when they're going up in the space with Tony Stark and mm. Spider-Man, he, his whole way of escaping was to do what they did in the movie oh, Alien. Wow. I've never seen a single Alien movie. Mm. So. I, I only saw <clears> the first one. Movie uh, night. But it's pretty solid, though. And I feel like Xenomorph had to be put in there as an iconic <laughs> alien. So. Tori laughed that you said this is a real alien. This is what now they this look is like. A, this what is, is a real like. alien. Yeah. I don't know. My next one... Wait, did I say it or did Scott say it? I don't know. I don't know. Tori said you did. <laughs> this one, I think the next one is the most terrifying of all the ones we'll show here tonight. So let's just look at this. <laughs> Men in Black. This is Frank the Pug. Um, if you remember, ever saw Men in Black, Frank was a... Lot a of good aliens. Have you yeah. ever seen Men in Black? So there's like aliens among us and they disguise themselves and you got... What Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith going yeah, around as Agent J and Agent K? Well, they're gonna go ask Frank, and they're gonna go do a shakedown to see what information he has on a new alien invasion. And they walks over to do the shakedown, meaning they're gonna drill Frank with questions. And then he literally picks the dog up and starts to shake the dog, <laughs> which you can't do that. That's not a is one hundred percent real. No, they said that Tommy Lee Jones. Are you the whole sequence is real. They had a live pug on set that he in that little sweatshirt that Tommy Lee Jones, <laughs> if you look at this the picture, he picks it up and just shakes it and they would say cut. Oh, and then every single time he would do it, he would bust out laughing. Tommy Lee Jones, oh, who's man. always a straight faced guy, like pretty serious, would ba- break out laughing. And they, I do want to mention it was important to state in the credits and also online. No dog was harmed in the making of that movie. I don't believe sure. that. I don't believe they that. They shook a dog. Yeah. But the, said every, if you look closely in the film, you can see out of the corner of Tommy Lee Jones' mouth a smile forming because he was laughing so hard he couldn't get through it. Look, put that picture up one more time. You can tell this is like the third take. That dog is He's not done. okay. Yeah. He knows what's about <laughs> to happen. got a concussion for sure. <laughs> and, and shout out, uh, Jessica Wagner's got a pug named Delilah. Um Jessica, check out your dog. It might be an alien. That so, might well, be a pug thing. So we Shit, when we lived in uh, when we lived in Parkersburg, there was a we'd go on walks and we had like a two mile, like this is our kind of our walking path thing. And there was one house 
like a few blocks over that had three pugs. And we all, <clears throat> I don't know if you all do this, if it's a normal, we named all the neighborhood dogs. Mm. Just, I don't know Your the real names, names, but there are own names. And that was, what gives you the right? <laughs> <laughs> so that one of the three pugs was Frank and the boys. And that, cause they'd always come just running out, just yapping at us. And I, I, I'll be honest, Jessica, I'm sorry. I'm not a big fan of pugs. I mean, is that cute? I'm not really sure. It's a face only a mother could love. <laughs> I think pugs are cute. They're I different. They're, um, I don't know. It's like the dog of the Smash Mouth, it's, the Smash Face cat. Yeah, the, yeah. The it's like you left cat. a dog in the tub too long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's melted. But uh, Josh's favorite characters from this movie. Yeah, shout out Staying with Men in Black, the worm guys. There's a lot of good Men in Black the, aliens. They all are solid, but these guys that yeah, just hang out... Drinking the coffee, hey. smoking cigarettes, <laughs> cracking jokes. Little these, life, right? These guys are awesome. Anytime they make an appearance, they're hilarious. Uh, yeah. I want to do one more, and then we'll let Phil wrap it up with his last one. I I forgot about this one until earlier this afternoon. I thought, what movie like was my alien movie? So when I was in uh, junior high, I believe, yeah, I went over to a birthday party at a friend's house, and we thought movie birthday party so the first movie we watched was the ring and i've never been the same since that was awful and yeah. horrifying um then they rounded out the evening with a more tame movie with this epic scene which is the movie signs Ooh, that's a good one it's a, actually a really good movie mm -hmm. but i'll never forget like this sequence right here <laughs> when uh, joaquin phoenix or meryl comes in and all you see is the reflection of the alien there uh, in the screen yeah, yeah yeah oh it was terrifying uh, they don't ever show it till like the end right no you know the, the one th one part they say hey there's a live footage of brazil brazil birthday party oh, okay. and you see a quick glimpse of it and it terrifies yeah, right, you right, right right and then all of a sudden you see the hand come under the door mm. the, through the wall that maybe is, was actually really good and i was thinking about it, i was yeah. like so it's a if you've never seen it it's a it's a minister who's going through his own grief and raising his own kids his brothers with them and all of a sudden aliens just start Forming crop circles in his yard, mm. invading his house, right, yeah. Pennsylvania. Yeah, absolutely. So All it must those have M. happened. And Night Shyamalan movies are in Pennsylvania. Are they really? Yeah, he's from Philadelphia or something. More but uh, yeah, so I don't. I'm not a big scary movie or big real violent movies mm -hmm. uh, or gross ones like Alien or something mm -hmm. like that. But Signs is that was it's a good. Movie I, I, I want to watch it again. It's that, been yeah. Swing Away and he Swing Away Merrill <laughs> and all the. We always quote the little the daughter. Uh, which fun fact: the son is Macaulay Culkin's other brother, Rory, oh, okay. who is also in one of the Home Alones, I think two. Mm. And then the girl is, is it Abigail Breslin, who was like a little child star. Mm -hmm. uh, I think ended up being like Zombie Land later. But uh, her little her little line, cause remember she left all the little cups of water everywhere. Yes. This mm -hmm. water's contaminated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I, if we see water balls around yeah, the house, that's right. what we say to each other. That's what the side of my bedstand looks like. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just waiting. <laughs> no, I never know. <laughs> just swing away. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, shout out to another really terrifying one that just popped in my head uh, from a quiet place. Oh, those might be actually the worst in I didn't even think about any that universe ever. If you've never, oh, let's say that right terrifying. now. If you've never watched The Quiet Place, you need to go watch it. That yeah, movie is incredible. It is so intense. I will tell you, if you if you have young kids, awesome. don't watch it with them. Yeah. Uh, I watched that movie when Katie was pregnant. If you remember, one of the main characters was pregnant, and that was the most stressful moment yes, of my life. That's right. Uh, the pregnancy and the film together. Right. 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 <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm sorry it was so hard on you. I'm sorry. It was very traumatic. Guys, show Scott some love in the comments. Yeah. The last a one rough pregnancy. Phil, All right, he right. chose this probably, probably the best one. Yeah, absolutely. Ready? Flintstones, the Great Gazoo. 
Now, this show already had a pretty crazy concept. It's like, uh, you know, old-timey sitcom in the Stone Age. They've got uh, dinosaurs that are can openers, and they run with their feet. But then <laughs> they drive with their feet as they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then, in like a couple seasons in, they decide that it's not crazy enough and not interesting enough. So they have to bring in this Martian the great Grizu from the future. And he just pulls hijinks the whole time. And it's kind of, you know, m- makes all their lives harder. Uh, and uh, have, you, have you ever seen I, a single one of them? With yeah. Them? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah. what I was about to say is I need to go back and watch them mm-hmm. because I remember watching the Flintstones, but I don't remember well enough to remember the Gazoo. Yeah. The great Gazoo. I think it was probably the later episodes. I didn't look up, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when it started, but it was one of those situations like, what was it? Happy days where they jump the shark. Have you heard that phrase before? It's uh-huh. when a show gets crazy and goes too far. Uh, so in Happy Days, uh, Fonzie, like Lost. Yeah, right. Fon- <laughs> the Fonz jumped a shark with his motorcycle. That really? Was a stunt. Yeah, and that's so that's awesome. where that phrase comes when right. a, a show. You Is know, that can, really too far though? Uh, it, nah. You should watch it. Nah. Uh, okay. So check out this transition. Okay, we've been talking about aliens. Speaking of things that are out of this world. Uh, uh. Stan tried to steal your thunder earlier. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> the tone has to change a little bit. Jesus came into this world, God in the flesh, and he did some very different things. Right? Obviously, he wasn't an alien from another planet. He's God in the flesh, divine, an equal uh, part of the Godhead. And he taught some pretty... Uh, foreign ideas, though, when he came. He, he, some things that were very, very different. Uh, now, just to, to run down the basis of it, the Bible is a library of books of over 40 authors that spans thousands of years. The Old Testament is all about how uh, God is pursuing his people and about how they continually reject him. Uh, but the New Testament is about how someone is coming. And in the Gospels, we see that, that very uh, kick off of Jesus being born in the flesh and living this uh, life, a perfect and a holy life, to come and show us a different way uh, to live our lives. And and that's the thing that was out of this world about how Jesus lived. He was the Messiah, and he taught some crazy things, and that's what the Gospels are all about. Ma- Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it's all about how Jesus is here, the one that was coming to fix everything. Uh, but the Messiah didn't come in the way that the Jewish people imagined that he would. Uh, the Old Testament had prophecies about this one that would come, uh, and at that time they focused very much on the part of the Messiah coming to judge their enemies uh, and free them from their Roman captors. And when Jesus didn't do that, many people rejected him. When then he made it clear that that wasn't how he was going to live out his purpose. But Jesus came meek and humble, teaching and caring about uh, outcasts, people that were deemed unimportant, calling the religious uh, to a higher standard rather than their enemies, which they had thought he called them out. Uh, But he also made big claims, like, I and my father are one. And the Jewish people understood that he was saying that he was God. He also said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody can get to God except through 
me. Yep. He said he forgave. Uh, he he could forgive sins, and who can do that? But God. These were crazy statements for someone to make. And at first, many of the Jewish people were, uh, you know, just imagining Jesus to be another prophet, and they followed him around for a while, and they watched him do miracles. But they were not expecting him to claim that he was God in the flesh. And they weren't really keen on that idea. And they stopped following him pretty quickly when he said those types of things. And Jesus had some very different ideas about culture, things that are even countercultural for us today. Uh, he had some otherworldly ideas about poverty. Jesus told us first to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, and mind, and then to love our neighbor as ourselves. How do you even begin to do that? How do I love somebody that is uh, in my circle, in my sphere of influence that's around me like I love myself? And these are things for us to struggle with, things for us to push uh, ourselves further and deeper into. What does, it, what does that even mean, though? What, what is Jesus expecting us to do? Uh, are we supposed to help someone else like we would want help if we were in their situation? These are not ideas that were common in their culture, and they are not ideas for us today that make very much sense to us at all. Uh, are, are, are we supposed to, uh, you know, think of uh, the poor and think of those that are outside of the community as those that have equal value to those that are rich and those that have proven themselves to be honorable people by community standards? Uh, the Bible even went as far to say that it's hard for a rich person to get to heaven. And not, not that it's impossible, but it would take them putting aside their ideas about that they're important and understanding fully that it's all about Jesus. And these thoughts that Jesus had with this, the uh, ideas on poverty were uh, countercultural mm -hmm. at that time. And they, they would have really, uh, really shook people up. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, uh, Jesus. Like, it feels like everything he said, he drops these little, like, like mic drop truth truth yeah, bomb right, moments right, because right. everything that he taught is so like counter counter instinct for us, counterintuitive, right. what mm -hmm. countercultural, um, and that's why you often hear people talk about the kingdom of Jesus as the upside down kingdom. Yeah, mm -hmm. because hey, like the the standards that you're living by in this world and what the world and the culture around you tells you is the way that you're supposed to live i want you to flip that in reverse instead of fighting back against your enemy turn the other cheek love your enemies pray for your enemies different things like that that uh, i know you mentioned um but i heard uh, ben stewart say not long ago um we take our cues from christ not from culture mm -hmm. and we do surround ourselves with culture and we we want to be different than the culture for the culture right? right but uh that we we no longer as christians take our cues from what everybody else is doing what our flesh tells us to do um, we take our cues from christ and how he lived how he modeled all the things that he said what he told us to do um so that makes us otherworldly when we yeah. follow jesus and and follow in his footsteps instead hey, you mentioned the phrase upside down kingdom and that's what I remember someone last year, maybe two years ago, that was the theme at Cowan. Yeah, two years and ago. And the, the I remember one of the things we talked about was the followers of Jesus lived in an upside-down world in an upside-down way, and that turned the whole world upside down. Right. Like, you think about how did 12 followers 
70 followers, 100 followers of Jesus grow so rapidly mm. is because they followed exactly what he said. Right. Right. They, they were being persecuted, yet they were rejoicing. Mm. People were enslaving people and they were trying to set them free. People were throwing babies off cliffs and they were there to foster them and bring them into their home and adopt them. They fl- they completely turned the entire world upside down yeah. and changed the course of history for a lot of different ways mm-hmm. just because they followed exactly what he did because it was countercultural and that was a, a um, what's the word? It was appealing. Is that the right word? Sure. Well, to, in, to people. Yeah, and shocking. Like, shocking, like you, yeah. You read those like documents in the, the days of the early church and it's like, people are just like like what do you even do with these people like why do they behave the way that they do why are they so strange the same way that we would look at like an alien now it's right. like yeah. they presented themselves in such a different way with their behaviors and with the way that they responded to people like what do you do when mm. you threaten to hurt somebody and they bake you a pie and, and yeah. you know <laughs> right. like yeah. want to be your friend yeah. or something like and th- that's the kind of behavior you saw from the, the early church and in the, the Christians. And, well, in the early church was also, you look at the genetic makeup of the church. If you do a genetic makeup study of the church in America today, it would not look, that's just not necessarily a generalized statement maybe, it would not look like it did then. Like the, the first century church was made up of the people in the margins. Mm-hmm. Like it was much, very much a, everyone on the lower status of society was the one who made up the church. I mean, the women, the slaves, the uh, children, that was not the rich and powerful that made up the church. When it, when it came to Rome and eventually became the rich and powerful, things kind of got a little wonky poorly. after that. But uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's I, the the next thought that I had was uh, that kind of really hits home is when most of the world, we're talking about like poverty and how God looked at it or how Jesus modeled that for us. Most of the world would look at us like we're the rich people. And uh, when they think of rich people, they think of people like me and you. And so that that makes it really hard for us to struggle with these things when it says, like it says in 1 John three seventeen, that if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against them, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. These are hard countercultural statements. And we're going to talk here in just a second about some other types of statements. But this poverty one is such such a big one, because at that time in Jewish culture and in, especially in Roman culture, if you were uh, rich, it was because you were meant to be rich. It was because your character meant that whether you were born into it or not, you were just a better person. And if you were poor, it's because you didn't try hard enough or uh, for some reason, the gods weren't smiling on you in some way. And there was very little middle there. It was either rich or poor, and that meant good or bad. And when Jesus comes into the picture and he sits with the poor and he stops and talks to the person that's blind, begging outside the temple, or he goes and sits with the outcast and he uh, makes it clear that he cares about them and he has time for them, and then, and then he goes on and tells stories about like uh, the widow and her might, yeah. this lady that has nothing, but her faith is so big. Uh, then you have also the story of uh, Lazarus, the one at the table that uh, was there at the rich man's table and ends up going to heaven while the rich man doesn't. And it's yeah. all these stories where the person that's in poverty is actually the hero of these stories. And they would have heard these stories and it would have really shaken up what they thought yeah. about. I remember, and Michael Yost uh, can probably attest to this as well, when you get out of your context and you see poverty in a different light, 
uh, like we we were friends of uh, friends of Fort Liberté, and I was there in 2012, and I met people that literally had absolutely nothing, mm. and they looked at me and said, "You have everything." Yeah. Now, for my own context, in my mind, I was a poor college student. Mm. All I had was college debt mm-hmm. and maybe a couple bucks, but. What I had compared to them, I actually did have everything. But then I realized, and this is what you're talking about, the difference was what I saw in them was something that I wanted more than what I had here. They had a, a, a an admirable joy that was kind of defiant, like right. defiant joy that made no sense mm-hmm. because their happiness, our, usually our happiness is dependent on the things that happen around us. Their joy was real and their joy was set on something much higher than what we ever yeah. really consider here. Yeah, we. I, I think it's harder... I, this is a hard thing for us to understand, but it's it's harder to give away the more that you have sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like you you know you go somewhere that's more an impoverished country. Like those are typically super generous people who oh, yeah. share their resources and like like give even though they don't have much. The widows might right. Mm-hmm. This is all that I have, but this is what I'm going to give. I mm-hmm. think the more we accumulate and the more we set our sights on, I've got to have everything i've got to build up my collection of money and things the the tighter we grasp those things like like you just said like jesus talks a lot about like being rich is not always a blessing rich in monetary terms like it's not always a good thing like he said it's it's harder for a rich man to find the kingdom of heaven because you start to place your you know like your identity in those things and and you value the things more than you do Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of piggyback on something you said earlier about people in the margins, I heard Timothy Keller say in, in something I listened to the other day that Christianity always thrives the healthiest in the margins. Yeah. Where it's because like Christianity in the West today has become like we see the prosperity gospel and things mm-hmm. like that. And we see the gospel distorted because of our view of money and accumulation yeah. of things. And, oh, well, people are starting to see the gospel as a means to gain something rather than, oh, I have Jesus, and if I can have Jesus and nothing else, I have everything I I don't need. remember if it was I, – I know that quote, and so I'm, I'm wondering if it was an article or was it from a book because I've, I've read that. Because he one time he someone said, I feel like Christianity in America is getting pushed to the margins. He's like, good, that's where it thrives. Right. right. I was like, wow, yeah, I, that's amazing. That's I think deep. I heard him say it in the uh, – is it the Veritas – forum okay, I, it yeah. was on a video but I, he probably wrote it down somewhere too uh <laughs> he probably stole it from something i'm just kidding yeah, right. <laughs> uh so you know god has always cared about the poor too it isn't just mm-hmm. something that happened in the new testament in the old testament uh there were laws in place for them to leave a certain amount of their harvest so that the poor might come through and be able to pick their you know the food that they need and uh, Jesus's view on the poor was otherworldly. Uh, leave it that section with uh, Luke four eighteen when it says, "The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the release uh, to the captives and recover of the sight to the blind, and to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor." And uh, we've seen that through history. Jesus's life changed things, and the more that we model our life after Christ, we see things. And although it has, you know, at times has taken a long time, but Christians have been on the forefront of every single one of these movements uh, to uh, free people. And they haven't always been. Uh, there have there have been people that have twisted the Bible in order to, you know, uphold evil. But uh, but when we lived out genuinely, uh, we see. I just read a book uh, for seminary over the summer, and there was. Because 
you read the passage from Luke. Mm-hmm. He's quoting Isaiah, right? Right. Yeah. So they said, like, how shocking it was for him to be standing in front of the religious elite to pull out the scroll of Isaiah, which they probably got excited about saying he's going to read from the scroll of Isaiah, and that's the passage that he right. chose because mm-hmm. it would have been very much anti-everything that they did in practice. Yep. And it was basically like, this is what I came to do, yeah. and this is what I sent you all to do, but you're not doing it, so yeah. this is why that's I'm here. awesome. And I was like, oh, that's a bold, mic. you right. said earlier, the mic drop moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Here's another one uh, of Jesus' thoughts on race were not earthly. Uh, we see him just like he did with the widow's might and Lazarus. Uh, many times the people that were heroes in his story were not the typical Jewish uh, religious elite or the Roman elite. We know the story of probably one of the most beautiful stories in all the Bible with the Good Samaritan. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm where this uh, person that would have been seen as a dog in uh, the you know Jewish culture at that time um, is the hero of the story. After all these good uh, you know cultural people, honored, respectable people walk by, this Samaritan takes the time and helps this person, pays for his you know his stay, all that different type of stuff. Uh, we see Jesus go through on purpose, go through Samaria instead of going around like most of the people would at that time. Yeah. He stops and talks to, to a woman, and we'll talk about that here in just a little while. We see how he values women uh, throughout the Bible. He, uh, but he, he, this woman was of mi- mist, uh, excuse me, mixed ethnicity, uh, and also was someone that was of ill repute, you know, where Mm. she had done all this stuff. And this was not the normal person that was the hero of a Bible story when she accepts Jesus Christ and then goes and tells all of the people about this living water uh, that they'll never thirst again. And then we see Jesus go and say, go into all the world as he leaves. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaritans, and the furthermost part of the earth, which I'm happy about that last one because America would be known as the furthest most part of the earth from that place that he was at. Uh, he had counterculture, like we just mentioned, ideas about women and, and even marriage. Uh, Jesus taught women, which would not necessarily have been the norm at that time. Mary and Martha yeah. learned from Jesus, it, sat at his feet. Yeah, said, look at the image of them sitting at his feet, which mm-hmm. is the place of a disciple. That's powerful. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, uh, as he sat there and he taught them about scriptures, uh, the only people that were left at the cross uh, that didn't deny him or leave him behind was uh, Mary and Martha and his mother mm-hmm. and John, right? Most of which, you know, obviously are women. You know, they're standing there. Jesus valued women. He, he gave them his time. Uh, we also know that the earliest people that um, saw Jesus at the tomb, a resurrected Christ, were women, even though uh, that... At that time, the witnesses, as far as the government was concerned, you couldn't, a woman's testimony wouldn't have been believed uh, because of how they viewed women. The very first people that were there uh, at the tomb to see a resurrected Christ were women. They, Jesus spent time and he poured his life into women. Some people even say, which depends on, you know, we talk about the Jesus series and trying to follow that chronological Mm -hmm. best you can, because sometimes it's a little hard to follow that. But some people say, and I, I think I agree too, the very first person that he says, I am the Messiah to, was the woman, the at, woman the well. at the well. Mm-hmm. And then the very first person that he says, I'm alive, were these three right. women at the tomb. Yeah, it's pretty Absolutely. amazing. And so these times where we 
uh, in culture and, and, you know, especially if you look back 300, 400, 500 years, a thousand years where uh, women weren't valued and they're, you know, weren't seen as equal footing on the table, uh, footing on the table. I don't know what you that. Like to, well, you like to relax. On the table. I, look, I'm gonna relax for a second. <laughs> but uh, also, uh, Jesus spoke against casual divorce, and you might, you know, nowadays think of that as like, oh, uh, that's kind of hard or that's kind of weird. But what people were doing at that time, men were leaving their uh, wives and going and marrying someone else, and in that culture, that meant this woman would be destitute. And Jesus says, look, no, that's not the way you're supposed to do it. Uh, a man and a woman are supposed to become one flesh. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever tried to uh, rip off an appendage, but that's pretty hard. And uh, remember so. Remember Arm Fall Off Boy? Yeah, right. Yeah. Unless right, yeah, he right. got out. Yeah. Blorp. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, you mentioned it too. Uh, widows and orphans is another big thing. These are the people in that society that would have been seen as having the least amount of rights, uh, children, uh, widows, uh, as having very little attention paid to them. And Jesus cared about him. He cared about widows, orphans, and children, all of which would have been seen uh, as other and outcasts. Yeah. Uh, Jesus' disciples told husbands to love their wives uh, like Christ loved the church and gave himself for him. Uh, so we see all these times where Jesus takes these hard statements for this culture, and even hard for us to imagine now, and he has these, these otherworldly things. Uh, sinners which I'm glad Jesus takes time to yeah. uh, be countercultural about sinners. But Jesus hung out with the most hated people in society. He went to the tax collectors and the prostitutes and the thieves. He valued people. And this was what it means to really value life uh, is to value every person that has breath in their lungs, uh, every person that has a heartbeat. Uh, Jesus valued them and the kind of people that the elite avoided uh, and the proudly religious avoided. Those were the people those that, that Jesus wanted to spend time with and hang out with. Uh, and lastly, counterculture ideas that Jesus came, otherworldly ideas uh, was, and we've talked a little bit about this already, but with money, Jesus actually talks a lot about money. Uh, in Matthew 6, 2, uh, it talks about when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Yeah, a lot of times when we do give, uh, we want to get that tax deduction. We want to take a picture of a big check and we want to let everybody know that we did something good. There's there's a funny video to be done here where I give a dollar to Phil and then a bunch of dudes pop out with trumpets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That'd be awesome. Uh, Matthew 6, 25, uh, it says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. What? How are we supposed to do that? Do not worry about what your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body or what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Scott, you talked about that. Uh, Josh and I have been to Costa Rica uh, and uh, I've been to Indonesia and I've been to other parts of the world. Every single time that I have come into somebody's home, they have always given me the best that they ever, even to the point where we always make sure that we pay them, you know, because otherwise they, they don't do it for that reason. Yeah. But they want to give you, they want to slaughter the goat. They want to do whatever they can to make you feel welcome. And here he tells us that we ought to be able to live that way. We ought to be able to live with a 
open hand, ready to give and ready to, um, you know, not hold on to that life. I always think of uh, Scrooge McDuck when I'm thinking of somebody that hoards everything they have. Yeah. He lives in this tower that is just dedicated to piles and piles and piles of his own money so that he can swim through it rather than help anybody with it. And uh, we need to, that's a counterculture idea that Jesus had. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I, I feel like you see in a lot of these different countercultural things that Jesus says is like uh, behind a lot of it is like love people even when you get nothing in return for yeah. it. So love this person, even if it might affect your reputation and what other people think of you. Love people, even if they can't give anything back to you. You, you know, like like love people without expecting anything Absolutely. in return. Um, one other thing I, I want to mention, just I love the, the things Jesus says is countercultural because like it, there's this distinction between God's thinking and my thinking. Mm-hmm. So like, I know we've talked about that before, like, a God that's just a deified version of me isn't a God worth worshiping, right? God, like the fact that the words that God uses challenges me and pushes me and, and contradicts my flesh and my thinking reminds me that God is bigger than, than the way that I think. And, uh, like it's a good thing that there's contradictions there because a deified version of Josh, we'd be in trouble. Uh, I like, um, the song by Toby Nwigwe, mm-hmm. uh, Try Jesus. Not me. <laughs> don't right. try me. But I love at the end, he says, uh, talks about, I know in the Bible you say turn the other cheek, but that's just one part of the Bible that just don't sit right with me. <laughs> right? And I love, I guess, it's honesty. Sing the yeah, part there, right, but yeah. I won't do that. But the honesty of it, because it's like, yeah, like honestly, a lot of the Bible, if we read it, we could be like, man, that doesn't sit right with me. But that's a good thing because yeah. God's way is higher than my way. And so the yeah. funny thing is, it's been 2000 years and we we haven't we've made so many advancements and we've come so far and these things still blow our minds when we look at them yeah uh, and the people that do think they have all these things under control you know that's not the type of person I want to hang out with right. because uh, as you read these things it's just over and over you get gut punches about uh, how we ought to strive and attain and, and it's not you know these aren't things to to make us live in guilt, but rather something to uh, struggle with and to attain and to to push forward to. Well, and so the the challenge is because there's been inconsistency amongst Christians over the centuries, and you even hear like uh, Gandhi famously said, "I love your Jesus, I don't love you Christians," mm-hmm. and because of the the discrepancies between the two. But then we we see where we've stepped back from society, we step back from cultural uh, from cultural presence because and we let someone else lead the charge. So we let somebody else lead the charge in one arena and then we sit back and complain about how that has turned out. And it's like mm-hmm. we were the ones to begin with who were called to live a countercultural life to step into that space. And uh, it's it's it, you do walk away feeling guilty, and that's not what we're trying to right. communicate, but it is to evaluate you know, your own self, your own thoughts, you know, cause my, you know, you look at the, you said the story of like the good Samaritan, the, the challenging part of that story for me is that everybody that walked past the guy on the ground said they were walking down the hill from Jerusalem and one was a priest, one was a Levitical, uh, like an assistant more or less. If they're walking down the hill, they're on their way home from the temple. The laws that they were following, allegedly, were the ones that prevented them from doing their priestly duties. 
the things that they just did. So they're leaving yeah. church more or less on their way home, not on their way in. So they're claiming to be unclean. Or you think the, the story like with Jesus, like the countercultural moment of that, he goes up to a leper and touches him to heal him. Like that's the, like you right. say, so the question is who out there do we despise that much mm. in today's society that we would take offense if Jesus went over there and sat with them or touched mm, them. Right, right. And then you turn the mirror back on yourself and say, is it more offensive than you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Jesus still stepped into your mess. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Challenging yeah. stuff. Yeah. Good stuff tonight. Let me read these two last verses I had because it's just more, more of countercultural. Matthew five forty two: give to one who asks you, do not turn away from one who wants to borrow from you. Uh, that it pushes us to, hey, uh, don't ask for that charger back. Say, oh, no, man, you keep it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a tough one. I have done that in the that past. That was very specific. Though. Yeah. I want my charger back. <laughs> All I could think just then was like, dude, did I take your charger? No, did no. I ask for my charger back? No, 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 no. Uh, but the times that I have done that, where I've been open with my hand and said, no, look, I don't even need this. It's not a big deal. I have always been thankful when I have just said, just take it. Yeah. Because <laughs> right. then I'm not in the back of my head. It just feels weird too. Like if it's something small, right, being yeah. like, hey, you got that thing. <laughs> like, you did lose like, a tarp of mine one time. Did you bring it back? Yeah. It was I, like I two so. years later. Yeah. I think I think we found he it. He brought back a jump drive today that didn't even belong I to you. I think we found it when we moved out of the other building. <laughs> No, I think you the whole that. purpose of this whole thing. I just want to convince right. bring up the tarp. We're having a live stream to have an intervention con- for you. Conference. Thank you guys <laughs> for joining us for this. Uh, here's another one. Uh, Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two masters. Either you hate the one or love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Uh, so that's a, a, a challenging thing to us. How many of us, our time, our thoughts, our uh, intentions are all controlled by money. Josh mentioned loving your enemies. It's probably one of the hardest countercultural things. Forgiving 490 times, 70 times seven. Uh, that, I don't like that one. Uh, turn the other cheek where you offer up the relationship again. Um, all these things are what are supposed to set Christians apart and make us, like you said, attractive, appealing because we're different. And this is where the church is failing is that we aren't different and we do not do these things that Jesus asked us to. And that's what it means when it says that we are supposed to be strangers and foreigners in this land because this world is not our home. And the more that we look at Jesus, the more we realize how otherworldly his ideas were. Yeah, so challenge to all of you weirdos, Try to live different. Take your cues from... Be an alien. (laughs) Be an alien. Uh, Take your cues not from the culture around you, but from Christ, uh, how he has called us to live. And uh, let's look at what Jesus did and and follow those footsteps instead of the world around us. Uh, Fun fact real quick. I I didn't want to leave without saying this. Um, The turn the other cheek phrase, for the longest time, like as a kid, every time I heard it, I thought it meant butt cheek. Um, I thought it, this is the only venue that you could talk about. (laughs) It's weird fate. (laughs) Um, because I, I thought what it meant was, so if somebody slapped you, turn around and walk the other way. (laughs) So like turn your cheeks. Oh, so not this cheek. Yeah. Yeah. Like turn, turn your butt around and (laughs) go the other way. Uh, We knew Josh was going to get canceled tonight. Oh, there it was. We can't edit this out. We're live still. Uh, 
Hey, before we forget too, we said that we were gonna tell everybody why we left ET off the list. Oh yeah. So ET's the worst. That's ET is trash. I was trying to be excited about ET coming into this today, and then both of them basically said like, "Hey, it's a safe space here. Yeah, we don't have to hype up this no. alien." The best thing about ET was great. the Skittles. Yeah, that's about it. I don't yeah. even remember. There were Skittles involved. He liked candy. ET finger was glow his finger. I can do that. Look at this. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Call me E.T. Now. More like his name E-T-it. is literally just like idiot. Like his name is uh, extraterrestrial, which is just the name. That's like us having a show called Three Humans. Hey, human. <laughs> it might be a good name. I don't know. Yeah, no. uh, E.T. is not great. There's a couple of good quotes or not quotes, but comments here. Uh, Noah's favorite, which I regret now that. I, I see this that this wasn't on the list is I, Gonzo. Yeah, Gonzo I, is amazing. I couldn't. Is, is that the one that Noah dropped in there? Yeah, yeah. So Noah, I am a massive fan of the Muppets. We are too. I I remember watching Muppets in Space a long time. I don't remember the plot line. Yeah, that's so I couldn't remember is. if Gonzo was actually yes. an alien. So I wanted it in my list, but I couldn't add it in there last second. Um, we also there was something else in here. Oh yeah, David and uh, Janie Carico. I'm gonna guess this is Janie. Said you guys are our favorite Carico. Yeah, she said you guys are cute. So I'm guessing that wasn't David. David, if that's you, I'm sitting right here, JJ. I was wrong. It was Reese's Pieces. Oh, that's right. I should. Yeah, (laughs) thanks. Holly does that in the office too. Reese's Pieces. Awesome. So hey, we got some great comments down here. So we're gonna have to figure out uh, who is gonna win a shirt. Uh, We'll deliberate and let you know. Uh, if you get a shirt in the mail, so be checking. I thought uh, you were saying deliver it and botched it. You said deliberate. Deliver we'll it. deliberate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you say it. Uh, yeah. So it's awesome. been awesome, man. It's yeah. good to be back. It yeah. is good to be we, back. We're not done celebrating, though. You can't be done without Silly String. Guys, Weird Faith is back and better than ever. We love you guys so much. Do you guys have anything else to share? I, I spent a lot of time getting this room ready, all this equipment ready, and you just threw. <laughs> I think We're, there's a gas in there, too. There is. It smells terrible. I think we that need to. Uh, oh, my. Uh, we'll clean you guys we up. Need yeah, to, like, we'll we need it for a live like stream it. next time. We need like a bleep filter because there's things I really wanted to say right now. <laughs> all right, guys. Hey, this has been amazing to be back with you. And if you didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing, we will be sure to post uh, a uh, edited version. We'll take out all the Josh's comments that needed to be filtered out. All uh, of them. No, we won't leave those in. But we'll post it on YouTube uh, soon. And uh, we'll look forward to our next episode with you. It's been awesome. We want this season to be even bigger and better. So we also want to have guests. Yeah. So we're going to be trying to bring that in. I had someone even ask, not ask, I dropped the hint and said, oh, I would love to be on there. Uh, they even said, I'll let you guys figure it out. They said in the comments that they do a karaoke version of the song from Men in Black. Mm. So go back and we're going to make that huh. happen. John, you might yeah. just come on as a guest and do that song for us. Like that it. would be like pretty We've awesome. done a karaoke episode. We'll make that happen. Now, don't get yeah. jealous if the rest of you say, I want to be on and you're not on. Because... Uh, that's just how it works. Life's hard sometimes. That's the that's, that's the next, next episode. Life sucks. Life is hard sometimes. Hey, you weirdos out there, don't forget, let's get weird, because normal isn't working. Love you guys.
Thank <laughs> you.